We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bye-bye. Oh, you tripping. I'm out of here anyway. Please out. show we will talk with our buddy russ dorsey aka dr jerry russ he's out here flexing on tv last week so we will ask him about that and we will talk baseball with him we will review the white Sox first game in toronto as they start a nine game gauntlet toronto tampa dodgers and they do it without tim anderson maybe we'll get an update on ta Later on today, we'll see. I I suspect that we'll probably get an update when they come back and take on the Dodgers, but we shall see. While I was driving around in Arizona, I found a really good, there's a, a Bowie mural. I'll post it on Instagram. And I was listening to it while I was uh, looking at it while I was listening to Hit and Run. And I was listening to Matt Spiegel talk about the problems of the Chicago White Sox and trying to fix all of those things. They got a lot of problems. It's, it could have been the whole show. What's the Bowie, a uh, David Bowie mural yeah, or a, a David Bowie mural? No, I, there's, I no wrong. there's no David Bowie mural. Although Not maybe, yet. Maybe, Not yet. Maybe there's one in Mesa. I don't know. I, I didn't go looking, but I can the next time I'm out there. But in the, the city proper, there is like in the a Coronado neighborhood, which is like my favorite neighborhood in Phoenix, there's a, I want to see like an eight panel mural of Bowie's different phases. Wow, that's kind of cool. I'll text you some of the pics, Speak. Please so you do. Can check it out. Cause I, I was like, oh man, like I was listening to you. And then I turned the corner. I was like, I got to stop and get out of my car. This is a David Bowie mural. Just saw, um, just watching David Bowie in one of my favorite movies the other night. Um, might be my favorite Christopher Nolan. Zoolander. No, mm. might be my favorite Christopher Nolan movie, The Prestige. It's I, Prestige. Yeah. Oh, I love The Prestige. Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale and Michael Caine and Scarlett Johansson and David Bowie as Nikolai Tesla. I was just watching that the other night. Um, Bowie, he's just got such a presence, man. You seem very hesitant to give that your top. Christopher Nolan distinction. There's a lot of really good Christopher Nolans. Yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a lot, man. I mean, I guess I probably Bat- Batman Begins. Yep, is is probably where I have to go. The Dark Knight is brilliant. It's a little long, but that's you know. So you like Batman would, Begins over the Dark Knight? Yeah, I most do. people would say the Dark Knight. No, I would, is his magnum opus. I, but. I, I, I would say Batman Batman Begins. I think is freaking elegant and perfect. They're both great. I I mean, Ledger in the Dark Knight makes me, I guess, with the masses. I think the Dark Knight's the. I I understand, Um, but uh, other other Nolans. I mean, Inception is pretty great. Inception is great if you if you're willing to go there with him on the ride. I will suspend my disbelief for you, Mister Nolan. And you're you're okay with the ending? 
then yeah, Inse- none of us are okay with the ending. <laughs> I know, but if you if you're okay with the ending of Inception, you have to yeah. admit that it's an incredible like movie experience. Absolutely, yes. But I can see why the ending would completely ruin everything for some people. But it didn't ruin it, but none of us loved it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say you got to be okay with it. You got to just be okay with the ending. You, of Inception. you know, I, I was okay with it because, like, you know, do we do we get clarity in life? Do we? Do we really? I think that was the point. You know. Sure. But but, but I like but, clarity but, but in but movies. Eh, well, I you, know. Yeah, you like clarity in movies, but also like if you go with someone on that journey. And you are suspending disbelief yeah. and you're confused and like it sometimes feels like you're like intentionally being deceived oh, yeah. and confused. Take care of me at the end. Take care of me at the end. I understand. <laughs> like it's got to be one or the other. Um, I saw Memento in the theater way back when. I think that was his first one with Guy, what's his name? Guy Pierce. Yeah. A pretty, pretty freaky. I haven't seen that movie. I only saw it once. Oh, a long man. time ago. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's been a while since I've... That one didn't impact me the way that other Nolan pieces have. And then I never saw Interstellar. Oh but yeah, everyone loved Interstellar. I, I liked Interstellar, uh, but I never I, saw it. I, you know, I might have been three shades to the wind when I saw Interstellar, <laughs> and it's been a little while. Tenet, I was disappointed in Tenet. I was, I was, I was so ready for mm. it, so excited for it, and then I was just like, "What are what, what are we doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> so you were you're, willing you're to like, suspend. Come on. Yeah. I was, <laughs> No, it, just, it didn't. It didn't hold together for me. Like it slowly unraveled. You know how all these they, they try to like tell you the plot while they're also telling you the technology and the context at the same time. Yeah, the 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 expository like dialogue that goes on when they're just like, oh, well, you know, this is what's happening. Right, and, and they they got to that part too late. By then, the plot had already <laughs> happened, and I didn't care about the plot. You know what I mean? It's like it's totally a method of storytelling that is so commonplace these days. But you got to be good at that pacing, or else before you know it, the movie's over, and you're like, "Okay, now I get it, but I don't care anymore." Screw you. We leave it out. Dunkirk. Dunkirk was a pretty awesome way to shoot a movie in a like Dunkirk. I've felt never, one, I've one never continuous seen shot, right? Isn't yeah, that I mean, what it, it, is? it, it wasn't really right. You can't like like. I the, thought there was the other one, 19... Oh, yeah, 1917. 1917, oh, so 1917 is yeah, the continuous yeah, shot. Yeah, 1917... Continuous shot, okay. But no, but Dun- and that's Dun- not Nolan, right? Th- no, no, but no, Dunkirk is is Nolan, and it was pretty awesome. Dunkirk, like, made my heart pound. I never saw Dunkirk. Like, the, the sound in that movie is so exceptional. Yeah. That, like, if you see it, if you got, like, a good system where you saw it in the theater, it's just like... Whoa. That's a, that's the thing, man. His movie making skills are so good. He's a talented guy. Yeah, he's a talented guy. Good, talented. good run. He's had a good run. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We reached a consensus. Great. Uh let me let me take that hard left turn back to sports and go, um, the way that you describe Tenet, is that the way we're gonna describe the White Sox season? Because <laughs> I heard you and Guff talking about it on Sunday yeah. morning, yeah. and I found myself going, Oh no. Oh no! And then, like you're already doing that, and that's before Tim Anderson gets hurt. Oh, it, it, it's really hard to not be thoroughly dispirited at this point once the TA injury happens. I mean, you're living in a state of frustration and having to accept the mediocrity of of your team here at the Memorial Day tent pole, and then the best player. Uh, on your team is now going to be out for what you hope is just 30 days in the middle of 
a brutal stretch of games. This is this is a dark, dark moment in this in this season. Lawrence, sure. wh- why did you say they're not going to get an update on TA until the Dodgers series? Just because that's when yeah, when Rick wh- talks when Rick, when yeah, Rick talks. I, I mean, he's the update is that he's on the the ten day IL. Right. I imagine a more thorough update will be when Rick can talk, but maybe he talks to people in Toronto or in mm. Tampa. Yeah, I. I don't know, man. Like I, what you're saying is totally reasonable and logical in terms of like that's when Rick speaks and Rick is the person who gives updates on these sorts. Vegan called him the Grim Reaper. Yeah, yeah, but like, (laughs) come on, they they have the MRI results on Tim Anderson. They've got billboards all over town. Baseball needs more Tim Andersons. Like, I maybe this is meatbally, but like. Don't you owe it to fans? Like, if I, you have an update on Tim Anderson, yes. to, like, like, let Tony share the update on the road. Let TA tweet it out. Like, put out a press release. Like, that should not be 10 days from injury to announcement of, like, what the injury actually is. No, but it, it, it's, I, I think there won't have to be a commensurate um, roster move other than the 10 day because they could then expand that to right. however long they want. I understand. I just, you know. I'm sure this is not exclusive to the White Sox. I bet you a lot of teams would handle it that way. But, like, sports would be better, right? Transparency's been in the news a little bit when we've been talking about the local sports scene. Like, sports would just be better. There's no competitive advantage to keeping Tim Anderson's injury. I I just uh, think that, that like, like look, he's he's injured his hamstring. He's recovering and... We we took a look at and it looks like he's going to recover. And then maybe we'll know more in a week. Yeah, and they go. It, it could be here's a week. But they they could go official release on on a groin and say expected to be out yeah, four to six weeks. Yeah, just give us what you give us what you think. Yeah. G- give us when you have it. Give give it the timetable. I just I, he he matters so much and he's so likable and he's the best baseball player in Chicago. It just, and it just like, sucked to watch that with the the way that he throws sometimes is so. It, he doesn't have the greatest footwork. He's never had the greatest footwork. It is better now, but there are still some times he's just happy to like make kind of an awkward body throw or throw across his body as he's backing up into center field like that. And the arm is good enough, and he's like good enough at, at adjusting and and varying the flight of the ball to have it work. But like, I, I did have that one moment of of thinking, man, if he stops and plants and makes that throw, does that happen? Does that groin pull happen? Well, I mean, I think Stoney had it right yesterday, Speaks, where he he felt like the movement to the left is what hurt the groin, and the throw was because he was already hurting. Ah, there it is. That that would make sense because it was an awkward. It, it certainly was an awkward throw. So if the movement happens first and then he just gets rid of it as best he can. Yeah, and it still ends up making the play, but it, it felt like even with the the way that they, they walked it off, it's just like, oh, there's still that dread. And now I'm I'm over here like, how do they deploy their defense, and how do they deploy a lineup now? Who's qualified to be the White Sox leadoff hitter? Um, See that silence that you guys had right there? Luis Robert. Okay, coming off of COVID. Yeah, but I I, I still, I'd probably go ahead and put Luis Robert up there. But don't you kind of need him to drive in runs? Yes. Grandal? 
Maybe that'll get him, and he has been walking a little bit more. Maybe that'll get him looking to walk. Maybe you can't do what the White Sox have been doing this mm. season, Danny, and that they've stolen bases. Like they've stolen above 90%. But that also makes me feel like they're probably a bad team that they're stealing bases as much as they are because they're trying any way they can to manufacture runs because they're not getting runs from the middle of their lineup. I think you put A.J. Pollock in an RBI spot. Um, and and even even though he hasn't done it with consistency, he's done it in his life and his career with consistency. Put the pressure on him and put him in that RBI spot you're worried about having Robert in, and you put Robert up top. Okay. Like Vaughn, too. Maybe Grandal, too, every once in a while, if especially if the matchup helps against a righty. Okay, so here's the other question. How would you feel about Jake Berger playing second base? Ah. <sighs> God, who's, who's playing short again? It's either Leori or Mendick, yeah, it's right? Leori or Mendick with Jake Berger at second. I mean, Berger's bat plays, I, and I gotta find I gotta find space for it. Yes, you do, right? Because these guys aren't producing. Well, I was talking to speaks a little bit about this before the show. Um, help me out here. How, how much am I supposed to be grading offensive performance on a curve? Because just production is down, like ac- across the sport. Okay, so what the average OPS right now is about at seven hundred speaks. Is that where it is? Like uh, average all the way around the league is maybe six ninety six or something like that. Compared to what was it a year or two ago? If, if we go like over the last five years, like average is somewhere around like seven between seven thirty and seven fifty. Mm. Okay, that's so, significantly down. So so it's down. But even with even if I gave you six ninety six, Danny. And you start looking at the OPSs of the White Sox. Oh, no question. Oh, my God. No question. You see a bunch of fives and a fours in there somewhere. Right. Moncada, Grandal, Pollock. Harrison. But, like, there's only 12 players. There's only 12 players in baseball with an OPS over 900. Like, so that, that, so when you're looking at a real good year and you're trying to figure out is somebody having a real good year so far, so that, that lower number, 800 plus is a pretty damn good year right now. Well, that's what I was thinking about. Like, Contreras, everyone's like, he's having a great year. He is. Right. Is it, OPS is like 860? 873. Which, which is 18th in MLB. Yeah. Okay. Great. That 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 is a that is a great season, but it's just it's not it's not your Bryce Harper numbers, it's not your superstar numbers, right? Like your Manny Machado, and he's numbers. got like six home runs, right? Like the leader has eighteen, so it's a, it's a, it's an interesting definition of a great season. We we've seen seasons in baseball recently where this season from Wilson Contreras would merely be described as a good season, but because of where offense is in the sport right now. It is fair, then, to grade that on a curve and say that he is having a great season. Absolutely. And when you factor in that it's a catcher and there is no other catcher with well, that, an OPS over course. 700, there's nobody. So, But I think that's interesting. Like, the, the we, how do we calibrate, like, in this season with, uh, you know, when, when the ball is like this and when the rules are like this or whatever, like, uh-huh. then, then a great season is X. And now, with the ball being like it is now... It's a different char- uh, characterization. Uh, and I excuse just want me, the, uh, to get on base. the slap hitter Will Smith, uh, the the slappy one, has a seven thirty six OPS. So he's the one catcher with an OPS. The one catcher with other over than seven hundred. Yeah, other than other than Wilson. Okay. Meanwhile, I look up and down the White Sox lineup, Danny, and I see five hundred and I know six hundred and a four hundred and and I actually have enjoyed. This is part of the problem. They're 
are players on this White Sox team where I like some of what they do. I like Harrison at second defensively. I can't play him there if he's going to hit 190. <laughs> like that, that just especially with Tim out. I I've got to get every run I can, which means yes, on a team that's already defensively deficient, I am putting someone who is a corner guy in the middle of the diamond. Okay, but I need someone who might be able to come up with a hit for me. Sound like me in football. Let's air on the side of offense, baby. Well, you're so desperate for it. And here we are bemoaning White Sox defense, and we're about to start a – and and yet you still want to put Jake Berger out there because you're you're realizing that the offense is just absolutely killing you. And and the pitching's been – the starting pitching for the White Sox has been so good. And yet, here they are. With a win win expectancy, they're playing above their win expectancy right now for their run differential speaks. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be 18 and 28, and they're 23 and 23. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> oh, God. They're not good. No. They're not good. They're not, not good. They're not good. Damn shame. And this is a Come on, man. <laughs> Toronto, Tampa, L.A.? Come on, man. Yeah, I saw one of those. First time I saw one. If the playoffs started today. They piece, would be out of it. They would be out of it. Giants would be in it. Like some weird teams would be in it who you don't think are having necessarily the greatest years. But Well, that's the expansion. Yeah. Right? Well, d- didn't the Nats win the World Series after starting 18-32? and 32? Mm. Yeah. Yes. And the Braves were under 500 at the break last year and for a couple weeks after that. So, yeah, no, I mean, there's all sorts of that 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 precedence in there, but they'll have to make some moves and they also just they, they haven't they haven't looked good. Meanwhile, in Detroit, the Twins lead 8 to 1. Oh, it's too early. Are you scoreboard watching oh, Twins games? Oh, yeah. No. Danny, Danny, I think the White Sox might be 10 games out by June 10th. I'll take the under on that. that I mean, it, obviously, if that happens, it's a huge problem. But, man, baseball, eh, I, the, I won't tell anybody how to fan. The good thing do, is... Do what, do what you want, but I, I that would be a miserable experience to be scoreboard watching. I got to. That's it, baseball. I got, I got to. Not in May. No, it, it is, well, it is it, often a miserable experience. Oh. For, for so June life, specifically, I've got to. Because, luckily for the White Sox, the Twins... Their schedule takes a similar turn like the White Sox schedule where the games get tougher. But them having five games against Detroit this week, not great for the Southside Nine. Yeah, something something unfortunate happened for the White Sox here at the same time that they're having their own struggles. And that's that Royce Lewis got sent down and they let him, you know, come back with like four different gloves and he's going to play center when Buxton doesn't. He's going to play third sometimes. He'll play short when Correa needs a blow. And now all of a sudden they have three incredible athletes, three real five-tool guys if Royce Lewis is, is going to be as good as he can be. So it's but – uh, but, but they're going to – they're next. They're next up for this Toronto thing, this vaccination issue that Correct. we'll talk about. They're, they're next up, and they're going to be missing – some big, big players. Carlos Correa just tested positive for COVID. They've got others on their COVID list, and then the, they've got others apparently unvaccinated. Toronto is now the the one stop shop for you know figuring out the vaccination status of your of your ball club. 
and having to deal with the ramifications thereafter. That was nice of them to make it nice and easy for us. For Toronto? Yeah, for yeah. Toronto. Hey, do anybody know the vaccination rate of this team? Send them to Toronto. <laughs> then we'll find out. Then yeah. we'll know. And, and, and here's where it evens out a little bit. So you have the five games in Detroit. Then the Twins go to Toronto, like Speaks is saying. And then after that, they're home against the Yankees in Tampa Bay and then go on the road at Seattle. So there's, there's going to be opportunities, but the problem isn't the other team. The problem is the White Sox. Well, that's why I don't really get the schedule watching thing. Well, like, because I got to know what they got to get to, you know, and, and, and already being five down. Yeah. Yeah, but none of it matters if you don't play better. That's true. So, like, so, so that that's the thing for me. Like, yes, you're right, Speaks. Part of baseball is inherently miserable, right? It's a it's a sport of failure and, and all of that, no question. <laughs> but like, adding in scoreboard watching Twins Tigers May thirty first that can be fun though because sometimes Lord. they lose. Sometimes they lose. I know. You're watching and you're open. The other day, but it won't yeah. matter if the Sox don't play better. Like all of oh. that, all of that is moose. See, now that goes back to the old Rev Watkins theory decades ago on the score. <laughs> call it Rev Watkins. He used to call up and say, "The Cubs don't have to get better. Everybody else just has to get a little bit worse." <laughs> Which is a hell of a theory. So, if the Twins theoretically fall back to the pack, then the division becomes more winnable. Is is the dream Correct. as you're watching Minnesota? Correct. You're watching and you're schadenfreuding all over Minnesota. But, it, but That's it's the already hope. the most winnable division. Uh-huh. They have the lowest win percentage of any first place team in the sport by far. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's they, they, it is all they, they're not running away with anything. You're mm-hmm. just bad. But they could. This is a moment but where the Twins could. That's my point. Uh, okay. By the way, Royce Lewis ran into the wall and made a great catch the other day and ran into a wall in center field. I don't know how hurt he is. And so now no Correa going to Toronto. So maybe it'll even out. Lawrence, as you as you watch, hoping for the Twins to implode, maybe it'll start to even out. I'm always hoping for the Twins to implode. You don't have like score alerts twins. on your phone, though, do you? No, Lawrence? I actually, you know what? I, I t- took the alerts off my phone. That's smart. Like on everything, like I took all the widgets off of it, and I've I've actually really enjoyed that. I can go seek what I want instead of it being presented to me. Have you muted texts? No, no. I, you know what? I don't understand I, on the iPhones. I don't know if this happens with the others, but now people are saying, "Well, this text was quietly delivered." Yes, like, I don't. What does that mean? That, I, it means that the they other don't person, get like a vibration or a ding. They're on their they're end. muted. Ding. They're muted. So it it's all it's all creates the possibility for so much passive aggressive feelings. Read receipts, man, and just yeah. You learned about the read receipt whoo, game, and it blew your mind. Whoo, it blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's I'm, game. Someone let like, you on read. Oh, yeah. That's game like one hundred two, two hundred one, maybe. Like know. you got to get to the five hundred level. Well, buddy. how about how about silently received? Does that qualify as a read receipt? Like no, is that person asleep? Like I, don't I, know. I think delivered quietly is just that like they have they text have notifications <laughs> muted, right. so it does not indicate whether they've read it or like, not. Like us trying to figure out technology. Sure, like maybe Tanny's <laughs> actually spending quality time. He's got quality time with the family going on, or maybe Sean Sears is napping from his uh, crazy overnight. Then oh, specific example. Uh, so, wow, <laughs> yeah. there you go. I thought, oh, I'm just uh, hypothetical here. Oh, then there's Sean Sears getting thrown into the fire. Wow. Anyone who produces the speaks. There's no sorry. There's no sorry. You live your life. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with it. I'm I'm supposed to to just leave my phone behind. 
I go places. I don't even take it with me. Really? It, yeah. You it, feel that comfortable? It, it, lately, I have. Like, if I want to take Willie to the the beach in the morning or something like that, two hours, leave my phone behind. Oh, good for you. That's fantastic, it's Shane. Euphoric. That's good producing too. I think. Right? I, 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 can't, wow. I can't be open to you guys wow. all the time. That was that was unnecessary. I know. Right? I'm just unnecessary. kidding. Welcome to the afternoon show. <laughs> Jeez, he's either talking no. about his lovely dog Willie and, and, no, and the it, quality time with her. I, and, I was just kidding. It was a cheap excuse for a joke. And as always, I sell out my morals to make the joke. <laughs> oh, what a terrible moment, Shane. I'm glad you have a couple hours away from the phone. That's How you doing good. today, Lawrence? <laughs> Shane, I'm doing great, man. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Sold out. Steve Stone today, Lawrence <laughs> at uh, at three o'clock. I'm sure he'll make every. Everybody feel better and a uh, lot to do, man. It was a busy weekend. Oh boy, hold on. Sorry, Yasmani Grandal is leading off. Danny called that. Here's huh. your White Sox starting lineup. Okay, Grandal leading off. Then Vaughn. Then Abreu. Then Jake Berger at third. Uh, no Yuan Moncada in this lineup. Sheets Engel McGuire. Josh Harrison at second, Danny Mendick. But Grandal leading off in the first Tim Anderson. Well, you know what injury. I always have said about Tony La Russa? He's a great mind. Yeah. Great ba- So he he felt the same way that I did. So Well, you know, we, we know that he, even though Grandal's having a terrible season, he's still leading the White Sox in walk rate, correct? I think that's true. Yeah. I think he's at 14 or 15% or something and, like and that. And there's no Luis Robert in this lineup. I thought Robert was back today. The Robert's off. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's, that's why I asked Fegan about the Moncada stuff, where... The spectrum is guy had COVID, had no symptoms, is totally fine. And and then on the other end of that spectrum is Yoan Moncada, who might still be dealing with it. That's so crazy, man. Yeah, it's a variable that we just won't know. And you shouldn't you try to have some grace with it, but the players would tell you if they're good enough to put on the uniform, they're good enough to perform. So it's a tough one. Just breathe. <sighs> But but Just, not if somebody's near someone with COVID. respiratory droplets. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to you don't you don't want to breathe their COVID air. Put a mask on. That's right. Bull crap. All right. Well, yeah. that's what you got to do. Well, that's the show, Lawrence. I'm gonna go home and live in dread. You guys have a wonderful rest of the show, and uh, we'll talk some more White Sox baseball with you tomorrow. Don't let it do it to you, man. Don't don't let it get you that down. Come on, uh, now. Uh, come on now. Uh, we were just in Arizona. It was great. There you go. Focus on the good, buddy. And Speaks, I sent you, it was quietly delivered to your phone. The oh, okay. text I sent you of the <laughs> Bowie mural. Oh, there they are. It's very quiet. That's just the back of someone's house, Speaks. Like, legit. Like, it's it's a fence that separated, I think it was a bank, and someone's yard. And on the back of it is a Bowie mural. I, I don't love any specific musician, musician enough for that. Like, there's nobody mm. that I would just choose and be like, that is my entire identity. <laughs> what if it was you? I don't, I don't love a myself tattoo of nearly himself? enough. No, no, not a tattoo, a mural. Like, what if, what if the mural was of Matt Spiegel performer? Yeah. Um, I would, I would, Restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are that big of a fan of yeah. Brother Brother? Yeah, what's wrong with you? I would never want to belong to a club that would have someone like me as a member. That's right. Groucho right. Marx? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. I, I feel good that I got that right, so I'm going to leave. Now See you guys later. All right. Not sure the Tanny's Open is going to make you feel better today, though, Lawrence. But after the Open, I Damn hope it. you have a much, much better day. Tanny's Open kicks us off. Park at the Spiegel on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.